Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we are recording episode 89, which is one of our culture and creativity episodes. And we're going to be talking about saying no, which I think is very appropriate um, at the moment because I've been going through a lot of times when I've had to say no. And I've you know, got a bit of practice at it recently. <laughs> Good. Yes, it can be a challenging thing to do. It can be. It can Especially be. Especially until you get used to sort of developing those boundaries, I think. Yes. Yes. And anyway, since it's one of our shorter episodes, we should probably jump straight into this. So Sarah, did you want to give us a little blurb about saying no? Sure. So we live our lives sort of saying yes, whether it be at work, home or in social interactions. You know, I feel like a lot of times we tell ourselves that we don't have a choice that I don't know if we want that big promotion, we've got to say yes to every opportunity and we've got to prove that we can handle it. If someone asks us a favor, then we worry that they might think less of us if we don't give them the answer they clearly want. But saying yes all the time can burn us out and this burnout can affect our creativity, which is why we're kind of focusing on saying no in this culture and creativity episode and so yeah this episode is devoted to how to say no (laughs) hopefully we can give some insight although although like although I have been saying no recently I'm not gonna say I'm an expert at saying no Mm, (laughs) a lot of people aren't anyways and so people could understand that but maybe if we just highlight the issue that people will start being more aware of the power to say no. (laughs) Yes. Because there is a choice in the matter, even though it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So I guess one of the first questions that we should approach with this topic is why do each of us think that it's important to say no? And why do we think saying no is so hard? Two very good questions. I um it took me quite a while to think about this. I actually answered the rest of the questions first and kind of came back to this one. At me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure. But in the end, I came up with the answer that my time is really valuable. And you know, there's only so much time you have to give around in a day. And it's really important that you're able to make sure that you can prioritize the things that are important to you before you start taking on additional work mm-hmm. from for most of this episode I kind of focused more on the creative side of like saying no yeah in the creative space rather than at work and things because so I think at work it gets a little bit more complicated sometimes <laughs> It can sound more complicated, but I don't think it necessarily is more complicated. I think we make it more complicated sometimes. Anyways, Um, (laughs) you continue. So I thought uh, from a creative perspective, 
as writers, well, at least for me personally, it, you know, it takes me quite a lot of time uh, to work on our novels to, and to write them to the standard that I'm really happy with. Um, and so it's important for me to make sure that I always have that time or inevitably the writing falls by the wayside as I try and keep on top of other things that I've said yes to and sometimes regret later on. (laughs) I also think it's important to be able to keep balance between your writing life and the rest of your life as well. So sometimes by saying, yes to too many writing relating tasks your writing life takes up all of your time which can be an issue because we've talked before about why it's important to have good balance and take time out to make sure that you one don't get burnt out but two so that you can you know that can in turn inspire creativity within you Mm -hmm. so I guess for those sort of two reasons it's they're both time related, I guess, uh, which is, I think, why it's important to say no at times. As for why it's hard for me to say no, uh, it's generally because I always want to help people whenever I can. And I don't want to disappoint people if there's something I know I am able to do for them uh, that's not too taxing on me. So I always am like, oh, I can, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. But then all of those I can do that's do tend to pile up sometimes when you don't realize, you know, lots of small things can turn into quite a big chunk of your time without you realizing it quite quickly. Yeah. Generally, I don't, <laughs> I was trying to think about like why I agree to lots of things. And I don't think I ever have any real expectations of them to reciprocate like favors for me back but I'm always you know conscious of wanting to take on sort of whatever opportunities come my way because usually no matter how small they are eventually more and more end up following Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's not an immediate you know, favor from the person that you've done that for. Yeah. Um, You know, things have a way over time of finding their way back to you. So I guess that's sort of one reason, but I also always feel like I can help. So (laughs) and I'm (laughs) usually always happy to. Yeah. Very helpful person. (laughs) What about you? So um, there was actually a quote that I meant to say, which got lost in my introduction so I frequented a few psychology websites when I was coming up with the show notes for this episode and on one of them it said the inability to say no stems simply from an eagerness to please we struggle to say no because we're scared of what will happen if we do and so I think that is part of it But I think an inability to say no comes from a number of different things as well. I'm going to kind of like go over why I think it's hard to say no first. (laughs) I kind of (laughs) turned the question on its head um, because I (laughs) think it's kind of related to why it's important. So like that quote you know there is often an eagerness to please and it can be quite challenging to put ourselves first I do think we become sort of conditioned to putting others needs ahead of our own and that society tells us if we don't look out for others 
first, we are selfish and inconsiderate, which, to be honest, is kind of ridiculous because you've got to look after yourself first before you can actually help someone else. And I feel like slowly the world is becoming awake to that, you know, put your own mask on first for oxygen in the airplane before helping someone else kind of (laughs) mentality. But it's taking a while for that to catch on. And I think a lot of people still just really want to help. People are generally good (laughs) at the root of things. And so, you know, you're just like, yeah, I can help. I can help. And then you forget about yourself and that maybe it's not such a good idea to take that on as well as everything else. That makes sense. But there's also the idea that um, Ashley kind of touched on this and touched on that she doesn't really do this, but I do think like it can sneak up on you and you can kind of do it without meaning to and without really thinking about it is that if I do this one thing for them, maybe they will do X, Y, Z for me. And, you know, good things might come out of helping someone but you know unless you have explicitly talked about whether someone's going to do you a favor in the future assuming that they will doesn't really help you and doing someone a favor does not mean that the other party owes you (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I think there can be that misconception that oh I've done this for you now you have to do something for me and it sounds fair but the world doesn't really work like that and if you're doing something like truly from the generosity of your own heart then you should do it without expecting anything back and even if it's subconscious you just maybe like examining your reasons for why you're doing something and being honest with yourself might help with that because as I said it can sneak up on you I find often myself like I don't know how many times I (laughs) go out of my way to do something nice for my husband I'll be like oh he's always you know upset about this this and this I'm gonna do this and then he'll feel less (laughs) stressed um and but then if I examine like my reasons behind it there's like a secret hope that he might reciprocate in some way or I'm kind of even even though like I'm say thinking that I'm doing it from my own heart like oh yeah I'm gonna like do this thing and it's gonna take a load off his plate and he's gonna be less stressed that's like the surface thing but then if you go like deeper then there's also a thing of like oh if he's less stressed then my day's gonna be easier (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you know I feel like some people say oh you you can say that about everything there's always like this like deep ulterior motive (laughs) Of like, oh, if this person is happy, then I'm happy because it feels good to do stuff for other people. But it does become kind of tangled up like those issues. And sometimes the need to do Mm -hmm. something for someone else is not like a pure, simple motive of I want to help someone. So that is worth noting. But yeah, so over time I have learned that if you want something, it's better to be upfront and ask for it than get resentful when the person can't read your mind. (laughs) And if I (laughs) I return to this creatively, um, I think that saying yes all the time can sap your energy and time. And without energy, this kind of brings in the first 
part of the question of why we think it's important, you know, like without energy that it can become quite hard to focus on the page. And although there are definitely extrovert writers out there, I know there are a large proportion of introverts in the writing world. And we introverts, which I'm definitely one, um, need time to recoup energy and we get a bit overstimulated with too much interaction. So saying no is important for your mental health, which has a flow-on effect to your writing. And I think it goes without saying that if you don't have time to write, the words aren't going to make it onto the page. <laughs> there just is no question about that. <laughs> no, it's impossible. If you don't have time to write the words, no. there's no way they're going to be written. Yes, there are dictation mics and things that you can do to multitask, but at some point the words do have to make it onto the page somehow, some way. Exactly. I think the next question, which again, Ashley kind of almost started leaning into this question a little bit, was when is saying no a bad thing? I guess I can continue with sort of what I started to say and then didn't fully say. <laughs> so I don't like to like limit myself with, you know, the what could be, um, especially with writing, because in creative pursuits, you never know like what opportunity is going to be the thing that, you know, has that really big impact in your, not say writing career, but like in the direction you want your writing to go like you don't know who it is that you might help you don't know what it is that you might contribute to that will do something positive for you whether it's getting noticed or maybe you have reached like an epiphany about your your book your plot um, you learn something about your writing styles anything like that you just don't know where that's going to come from and so I think it's not necessarily a bad thing to say no, but when you are constantly turning down lots of opportunities, um, I think sometimes that can be limiting just because you don't know where it's things mm -hmm. can take you um, in the future. I try when I can to say yes when people ask me to read things and people ask me to critique their work, when people ask me to you know contribute to things, uh, mostly because it's not a massive burden on me usually <laughs> you know it's like small things that you can do to help others and they can be beneficial to you as well especially reading and critiquing I find that that's yes it takes time but it does really help you with your craft and things as well like when you're thinking about things that deeply and more so than when you're trying to critique your own work <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I learn a lot more from critiquing others yeah. than I do from critiquing my own. So <laughs> small things like that. When I can, I always try and say and say yes. I think it becomes a bad thing if you say no because of a fear that you have. Like, so I think fears can contribute to saying yes to things like, you know, a fear of losing someone's respect or fear that someone won't like you if you know you say no to something but fears can also cause you to say no and miss out on important opportunities like you were saying Ashley and again creatively that becomes an issue because we need experiences to help inspire ideas and to write realistic prose I 
feel. So yeah, much the same as you, Ashley. And I think you do miss out on some opportunities if you say no all the time. <laughs> well, especially because writing's quite solitary and so not having the interaction mm. with others you know can be isolating sometimes so even though sometimes saying yes is just a good way to meet other people interact kind of get in a more creative space when you're around and you know conversing with other writers and things like that yeah be really good for you yeah I think it's important to have a balance like all things so you know this episode is kind of like devoted on how to say no but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't also consider whether it might actually be healthy for you to say yes when you're making that decision. So it's an interesting question next is, do we have trouble saying no? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I always say that's one of the things I put on, you know, when you're in a job interview and they ask you, you know, what's one of your, you know, what's a weakness, weakness. of yours? Mine's always saying no, because yeah I you know always say that like my um you know some of my strengths are that I really enjoy helping people and I'm really good at multitasking and time management so when you put those things together it makes me feel that you know no matter what it is there's I can definitely fit it in (laughs) (laughs) I can manage my time so that I can do it I can multitask. So, you know, I can do it at the same time I'm doing this, you know, while this is happening, I'll just do that, you know, that little task that I've agreed to do. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I sometimes feel there's, there's no real reason that I should say no, because, you know, I can make it work even when <laughs> I am really busy. But recently I've been trying to be a lot better at not having too much on my plate because it got a little bit too busy. <laughs> overwhelming let's put it that way yeah it just was taking up all of my spare time yeah um, which was becoming a bit of a problem so I in the past couple months I've been definitely trying to say no more not that I've said it a lot more but just toning it back a little bit has has helped yeah what about you Sarah I definitely have difficulty saying no. So I'm a real people pleaser and it does not come naturally to me at all to outright tell someone I can't help them. Um, (laughs) At work, if someone, you know, asks me for something, then I'm often literally jumping out of my seat to be like, sure thing. Like me, pick me. (laughs) Like even if like they'll ask for something and they don't necessarily want an immediate response, like, well, what they want it, like, because in my job, it, it, it's kind of like people asking for like, oh, can you like get this for me or whatever? And, and I'll be like, yes. And I'm like jumping up halfway to like the <laughs> cupboard, like as they're asking, which they don't necessarily <laughs> need it like instantly. <laughs> it's like, I could, you know, slow things down, take my time a bit, be like, yeah, I'm just going to finish writing this thing and then I'll get right to it. But no, instead I'm like right there. <laughs> and yeah, because it's it's kind of part of my job description to, or it has been as an operating room nurse, you know, I'm not doing it at the moment, but you know, like it, and, uh, as an operating room nurse, you have to provide the surgical team like with whatever they need, like fetching items from 
the the room to open up like sterile items for the team or you're scrubbed for the case and you're handing the surgeon stuff as they want things so you know you're always anticipating what people are going to need and trying to anticipate it before they even ask for it (laughs) and (laughs) so it almost feels like a failure if you're if you don't provide them with something like immediately and I feel like that kind of bleeds over into my personal life as well a bit where I'm like right. hey what do you need like or I'm trying to like anticipate it like oh I don't know oh, do you need a tea you look you look tired should I get you a tea yeah do you want some tea like my husband for example <laughs> he's got our daughter at the moment and I find it hard not to like hover and be like oh what do you need would you need like a cloth like some tea <laughs> you want me to get her like bottle for you like you know it almost becomes a little bit too much (laughs) and when someone actually asks for something like that becomes almost more pressure to like get something because I haven't (laughs) already anticipated the need and so I'm like oh my gosh yes I'll get that for you I can't believe I didn't think of that (laughs) so (laughs) I am haven't been very good at it however I will say that when I was pregnant, I had like, I was forced to develop an ability to say no, especially when, you know, my complications first started and I was still working. My bosses would be like, oh, you know, can you stay later? And I'd be like, no, sorry. Like I really can't push it. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, I couldn't, I had to put myself first. I had to put my own health needs ahead of my work and I had to put my baby's needs ahead of others' needs. And that I feel helped to develop the ability (laughs) yeah it's not an easy thing so if you struggle with it you are not alone that leads on to the next question quite well which is I was about to say that's very appropriate for what we're going to talk about next yes what are some tips for saying no without feeling guilty so what I found over the past few months is that it's definitely best to just be honest. And if you don't think you have the time to help them, just tell them that. Like it's worse to give people false impressions of what you think you can do when really you know that you're going to struggle and you probably won't be able to or it will be really, really stressful for you to get it done when they want you to. Mm -hmm. And I find generally if people are going to be asking for your help, they will also generally understand if you can give them an upfront and honest answer, especially if you're helping other writing friends of yours, if we're keeping that to keeping it to the, you know, writing side of life. Yeah. I also quite like to give people realistic expectations now. You know, if someone asks me, can you critique this? Or I know you're busy, but are you able to read over this? I'll be like, yes, I can read over it, but I'm busy until this time. So I'm not going to be able to get it back to you for this, like for two weeks. Is that okay? Sometimes they need it done faster. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Or they're like, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I, there's no rush. Just get to it when you can get to it. And then that's quite a good balance, I find. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably my one main tip. Do you have any additional tips there? Yeah. So I think there are a couple of things that are very helpful to know that can ease some of the guilt. <laughs> Um, that I've kind of learned over the years. So number one is the idea that people will be happy with you if you always say yes is 
actually a bit of an illusion. And though people allow you to say yes and are happy to have their needs met, they're like, oh, you know, they might be like, oh, I didn't think this person had time. I asked them anyways, but okay, well, if they're happy to, I guess so. You know, like they, they'll not directly, like they've asked the favor. They're not going to say like, well, they might say, are you sure? But they're not going to like not allow you to take it on because from their point of view, they're like, well, they know what they can achieve. But then also like if you continually say yes and never say no, I feel like people eventually lose a little bit of respect for you because if you don't respect yourself and and your personal boundaries, then why should they? And I think people also wonder if you have respect for them, uh, especially if you're taking work off their hands without them asking. So similar to um, my description of your, like me your need anticipation hovering <laughs> um yeah like with, with my husband and like looking after our daughter if I continually hover and am like oh do you need this do you need this do you need this then after a while they're like hey I don't think she thinks that I can handle it so it almost is a little bit disrespectful to the person if you're like continually trying to be <laughs> that helpful person because yeah. it shows you that yeah, you don't think that they can handle it. And I, I do think in a work situation or even out of a work situation and like a um, social situation that if it can cause people to lose confidence in you because everyone needs help sometimes. And if someone is constantly taking on the lion's share of work, they're not asking for help when they need it. Like there's just no question about it because no one is that organized trust me (laughs) like people are organized and can manage time and stuff but like you still need that balance and those boundaries and so if you're always the person who's taking on the lion's share of the work then you're not asking for help and it kind of shows that you you're not using effectively the resources that are available to you um So those are a couple of things to keep in mind, which might help you feel a bit less guilty about saying no and realize that it doesn't always degrade your, you might be trying to build this like perfect persona of like always being the helpful person, but it doesn't actually always serve you well if you never say no. That makes sense. So secondly, Though there are a billion excuses you can use to say no nicely, kind of like Ashley said, these excuses are often unhelpful and disrespectful to the person who's asking you a favor. And it's much better to be open and honest about the reason you would rather not say yes. Saying something like, I'm sorry, but I am planning to spend some time working on my book tonight does not make you a terrible person. You do not need to fake a headache to get out of that social engagement because the right friends and the right people will understand and respect you more for having the guts to tell them the truth. Definitely. Yeah. Keep that in mind. If they don't, if they get really grumbly and upset about you wanting a bit of time for yourself or a bit of time to work on one of your um, hobbies and something that you'd like to create into a career, then are they really fringe to you? (laughs) Like resenting you having that opportunity. Maybe you need to try and get some 
more understanding friends. <laughs> so that kind of deals with that guilt perspective. <laughs> yes, I think so. Covered that quite well. Yeah. So why do we think that saying no can spark creativity? We've kind of touched on this, but did you have anything else that you wanted to add to it, Ashley? Um, I guess I'll just reiterate what we've said both of us have said at different points in this episode that writing doesn't happen if you don't have the time to actually write so if you're constantly doing things for everybody else there's no there can be no time for you to do your own work which is really important though so that's like one aspect of it which can definitely hinder your creativity but by having a good balance between you know what you can do for people what you're trying to do with your writing and also uh, balancing that with having you know your own free time and time to actually live some of your life not just writing all the time Mm -hmm. it does allow you to have new experiences but also lets you have time to let your mind rest a bit yeah we've talked about this before how it's you know, sometimes just taking that moment to not have your mind working at like a million miles an hour trying to get hundreds of things done uh, can be really beneficial to help spark creativity. So there's a couple of reasons there why saying no can be, can be really beneficial to your writing. What about you, Sarah? Um, I agree. I've got written very similar thing in my notes is that it can take some of the pressure off and give you some extra time to actually get your writing down. I guess, you know, pressure can be good or bad. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you need that pressure as I've discovered having my (laughs) free time dwindled down a bit is that I'm actually doing a bit more now, but at the same time, like, it'd be nice not to have to think at a million miles an hour <laughs> yeah. and having that time where you can wind down and slow your thoughts down a bit can definitely help your writing. And I think it's hard, especially if you only have a very small amount of time, it's hard to get into that deep focus because I find when I'm deeply focused in writing you know it's kind of like everything it's kind of like when I'm reading actually I'm I know that some people don't have this but I've always had this where if a book's engaging enough it kind of just blurs out the entire um, outside world and I get like so drawn into it that it's like I'm there (laughs) I can see what's happening I have that as well I imagine the scenes and everything yeah and it's similar when I'm writing and I think when you don't have the time um, and you feel really pressured, it's hard to actually get into that deep focus state of being able to see the scenes, being able to see like every kind of movement and turn of your character as they turn to like talk to someone else or like it's really hard to, to envision that. So if you're quite a visual writer, I think that can be challenging and saying no helps give you back a little bit of that time so that you're able to actually create quality work not just quantity yeah not just like word vomit onto the page yeah (laughs) makes sense (laughs) so I think that kind of wraps up this episode 
Did you have anything else that you wanted to add to the episode, Ashley? No, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of hopefully, hopefully beneficial, but also it might just be reassuring for other people out there to hear that we potentially have, you know, similar problems saying no that they do. That can sometimes be reassuring. (laughs) Definitely. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. If you're interested in applying, uh, you can head over to our website, lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab, and there should be a drop down menu with a link to apply. And speaking of our author spotlight interview series, um, next time on Dear Writer, we have another interview to share with you. So that should be exciting. They're always, I always enjoy the interviews. So please apply if you feel like it. We'd love to have you on. If you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle lindersoncreations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.